This episode of the Golf Game One Podcast on the Sports Game One Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four fifty dollars basketball bets, and regardless of the outcome, you will get a fifty dollars free bet. So go download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Broswap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Head over to Broswap.com or download the Broswap app today. And Stable Duel, it's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 25K with one entry. So go head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome back for the Wet Players Championship preview, uh, prop bets, not preview, prop bets, uh, tacking on the weather report. We got a whole bunch of shit to go over tonight. Uh, this is typically my favorite show of the week. I know it's Steve. I'm a, Steve, I'm being honest with you. Bro. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little down, man. The weather has got me, got me kind of bummed out about the tournament. I know. I mean, like, you gotta get one of those hats that has like the umbrella on it and, uh, to go around the course and, you know, get your galoshes up and <laughs> actually, so, so it's a faux pas to wear spikes like, to a golf yeah. tournament, but yeah. I mean, if you're walking around TBC Sawgrass with this stuff, you might have to this week, right? I don't know. I still would do it. I'd rather fall than be one of those assholes <laughs> who wears his fucking, <laughs> fucking golf spikes to a golf tournament. It's it's just, you said hats, you know, on social media. They have the ugliest hats I've ever seen in my oh, entire really? life. Yeah. What, are they, it, what do they look like? It's the It's giant, bold black letters that says the players, but with no vowels. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, I'll send you a screenshot. It's fucking bad. Oh, that it's is real awful. Bad. They're trying to be hip with the kids, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, apparently millennials don't care about vowels. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the, the players knows uh, who goes there. Uh, it's uh, it's Vedra. Like you're not getting a whole bunch of frat bros in there. I mean, I guess you I guess you are, but like I don't know. Yeah, but mostly retirees. No, it's not retirees. It's all the fucking all the Pontevedra people. Like, and, yeah. All right, right then. All right. So, well, they're going to get soaked this week. They're going to be cold. They better just warm so they don't get pneumonia and land in the hospital. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, well, why don't we get right into the weather report? And uh, it's still pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, So, I guess, you know, you said today that skies opened up. You were... (sighs) Happy that it was 88 and sunny. We were hoping that, you know, Al Roker was just wrong. Oh, man. Dude, I'm telling you, it was beautiful today. Like, I was like, oh, man. I was like, maybe they're wrong. And, you, like, there was no clouds anywhere. And then, like, I don't know, probably, like, 5.30. All of a sudden, those gray Florida clouds start rolling. And I'm like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. And it opened up. And it's the first of many, I think, throughout the night. And this golf course is going to be softer than baby shit. Yep. So, it rains overnight tonight. Uh, tomorrow it's going to be windy though. So that will dry it out a little bit, but it's not going to matter. Uh, rain is in the forecast the entire day Thursday. Um, looks like maybe a little bit of wind in the morning, then kind of calm. Like I probably depends if there's thunder and lightning or not, if they stop play, but it seems like as long as the electricity stays away, they can play through it. I mean, I think it's a hundred percent guarantee. You're going to have lift clean in place to start off. Uh, yeah, it's just how it is. Um, but wind doesn't look to be a factor that much. It's going to be about mid-60s on Thursday. Pretty chilly for Florida. Some rain. Friday, though, I would be very surprised if there's any meaningful golf. Really? I think. So you're yeah. going to be that heavy? Well, all right. So I'm seeing they're projecting half an inch of rain at 4 a.m., an inch of rain from 7 to 10, about 
two tenths of an inch from ten to one, another two tenths of an inch from one to four, got the quarter inch four to seven. Yeah. Like that's that's like listen, they got the sub air on the greens, they can take away the puddles, but like that yeah. water is gonna get keep down the fairways. It's, oh yes. Oh yeah. And, nothing you do. There's nothing you can do with that much rain. Like we've like just playing down here. Like like I mean those, those fairways. Like I don't give a fuck how nice the course is. It, it sucks. It's like playing on a sponge where it rains that much. Like yeah. it, and, and the next day too. Like I don't know what I don't know what they could do for the fairways. Like I really don't because it is legitimately playing on a fucking sponge. Like I went down uh, to Orlando. Remember I was bitching when I went to go down and play the Ritz, and it was the same. It was the same type of fucking rain. And, and you get there, and I'm like stepping in the middle of the fairway, and the water is coming up to like halfway up my fucking shoes, man. Mm. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with it? I can't hit a ball. Like well, these these bunkers are gonna be unplayable too in these conditions yeah. as well. That's gonna yeah. make it tough. Yeah. I would be very surprised if we get much action on Friday, which means, like, I've, people are trying to say, all right, do we want an AM PM split for DraftKings? I don't think it's going to matter. No. Like, I, I think, like, if you get any sort of delay, first of all, that throws everything out the window. Yep. And that's probably going to push a lot of the play into Saturday, and it looks like a complete disaster on Saturday yep. with 20 to 30, 40 mile per hour winds at times. You know, it's going to, there's a cold front coming through around 10 a.m. It's going to crash down into the 50s by 5 o'clock. It's going to be cold and windy. Yep. Saturday or Sunday starts out with some wind, like 10 to 15 miles per hour all day, but it's freezing. Like at noon, it's going to be 50 degrees. Yeah, I'll be freezing my balls off. Yep. Up and then Sunday, it's going to be mid. And then Monday, which I expect there's going to be a Monday finish. Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't see a way around this. Uh, yeah. It's going to be some wind in the morning, which if they're in the middle of the final round, the leaders will play out then. They'll probably, uh, you know, finish up. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. Um, I don't really know what to expect. I think just when you have rain and wind and cold, like, I guess you can kind of go for plotters. And, like, I know there's, like, a trend for, like, European-type golfers and everything. Yeah. Like, I, I think any expectation of, like, how this tournament has played in the past years and what generally fits is kind of going out the window. Going out the window. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be car crash after car crash after fucking car crash. Exactly. So I think at, like most of my card is guys that I feel like have pretty safe floors that I feel are pretty adaptable, that are tough, that usually can rely on their scrambling and iron play to get around. I don't really want, you know, like I don't want house cats basically. And there's right, a couple guys right. in this field who are house cats. And I'm going to name one right now. We're going to get to my big short. All right. Come on. Uh, so when I think about unpredictable, changing weather conditions day to day, lots of rain, lots of wind, lots of cold, I don't think of the preeminent house cat of the PGA Tour, Justin Thomas. <laughs> that dude, anytime it seems like there is adverse wind conditions, folds like a cheap suit. Uh, I've seen it at the Genesis in Riviera, where he, it was perfect wind conditions, and I think he was up five heading into Sunday, and then the wind blew, and he blew it. Yep. Uh, I think about basically anytime he goes over to the Open Championship, never really does well there. I think about at the 2021 Masters when everything was fine, and then the golf course got some rain, and he just melted and imploded. Yep. I think about a wing foot where he got off to a great start, and then the wind kicked up and he faded badly over the weekend. I think about last year's players where it was windy the first two days. They barely made the cut and then the winds laid down and then he just got hot because 
it was soft and well the fairways are soft but like it just it was calm conditions yep I don't equate this to be Justin Thomas weather. There also is a trend of guys who just were player or pat like defending champions don't do well in this. No one's, the, no one's ever won back to back either. No, and I, I think that they haven't really had like a good follow up finish either. So I think Justin Thomas finished outside the top fifty. He's really popular in DFS this week. I think you guys are nuts going for him. I understand the stats look great, but like a lot of those stats came in like dumb conditions, like yep. really optimal conditions, and this is not that. Like. I, I just I don't see it. Like I think this is a feels week for me, and I don't trust Justin Thomas at all. Like I didn't find anything like matchup or anything, or like that I want to fade him in because some of the guys he was paired up with, like I just don't really like either. Yeah, but like fine. I'm not. Yeah. If I'm not using him in DFS, he just is nowhere, and I, I think he's going to really disappoint this week. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just an ignore spot for me. I'm the same way. I don't have him in any matchups. I don't have him. I don't have anyone on the betting card, not on DFS. He, he just doesn't exist to me this week. All right. There you go. <laughs> All it. right. Why don't we take a break and then uh, let's have a, uh, a little fireside chat. All right. Sounds good. I don't, can we still use that? He's very unpopular right now. Um, <laughs> right now. Oh, listen. Oh, you know what's not unpopular? College basketball. And right now, is the perfect time to bet on college basketball. WinBet is helping you cash the basketball parlay bonus. All users can receive a $10 free bet when they win, lose, or push a $20 plus four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday and Thursday. And they also got a weekend bonus play. All users can receive a $50 free bet when they win, lose, or push four $50 plus bets on a Saturday and Sunday basketball game. Weekend bonus can be used towards all upcoming college basketball action, as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet casino customers, they're now offering a 100% first deposit match up to a G. That's right, a 100% deposit match up to a G. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions do apply, so go to winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Steve. So we've had a couple requests as far as how we construct our betting card. So, from a high-level perspective, first thing I want to say is like, there's no fucking unit shaming here. I know some, I know some people, mostly on Twitter, who are complete douchebags and like make fun of what people bet. You bet what you can afford to lose and whatever makes you happy. I do not make my living off this. Neither does Steve. Um, so, you know, I, I know what I can afford to lose on a weekly basis. Uh, my bookie is well aware as well. Uh, and so I, I, I don't have the discipline that I know Steve does. And like we had Joey Dona on. Um, he's very disciplined with his shit. Uh, Andy's disciplined with his. I'm one of the least disciplined guys to construct a betting card. Now, because of the influences of Steve, I have calmed it down and I have changed how I do my betting card. So I typically, when I'm doing outrights, I will try to keep it to six or under, and I want to win at least a G, right? At least a thousand dollars. That's what I want to win. At least a thousand bucks. Um, so whatever. So, so all right. So one unit for me, I consider a hundred bucks. Okay. So that's what I consider a unit, right? Whatever your bankroll is, that's just figure out like what what you want a unit to be. How much can you lose a week? Right? Like, I don't know how else to explain that. Like, is there a better way to explain that? No, basically, like, a unit is just what you would bet on a football game. And then you just decide. I think it's really important in golf gambling to 
pick targets like you just mentioned. Like you, yours is a set dollar amount. Mine is more units. Where like I only want to win like for outrage just because like only fifty percent of my card every week is usually outrage. I only win ten units. That's it yeah. because I want to bet and grind out some other stuff with matchups and positionals. That's where most of my money goes every week because I understand. Without rights, you can go five, six, seven, eight weeks, and I don't want to have to rely on my betting card right. to just get the outright. Right. Like, I want to be able to continue betting. I want to be able to find other ways to kind of at least get the outright back, maybe grind out a couple units here or there, keep the lights on. It's not flashy. It's not glamorous. But you know what I don't do? I don't pay back my bookie a whole lot either. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just it, it's 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 a style that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And that's why I throw out a lot of bets. And I understand, too, that like a lot of stuff I throw out, either pricing is different for you guys. Nope. Or some matchups I throw out, they're not available to you. Yep. So I guess like my, like how I approach this, like you're right. I'm not a tout. I'm not here to tell you how to bet. I think it's more beneficial for me to give you information and try and throw out things I think are good. So then you can kind of pick and choose like it's your old country buffet or something like picking out <laughs> ribs and chicken ribs, you know, take a little bit here, take a little bit there. Like, like it, it's difficult to tail in golf because. What we get stuff on, you're not going to have it. But right. I think that, I think the biggest thing that you should do is make sure you have a clear process. Make sure you have clear goals. Make sure you know what your objectives are. Like, yep. and then understand, like, you know, check your ego at the door. Like, I, I'm not big on making hero bets. I understand I'm really conservative with a lot of my bets, but like, I don't want to. Like, I don't feel the need to say like, all right, I need like a 15 to one top five on this long shot in my car just to look good. No, I'm just <laughs> just winning. Right. Yeah, and, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I think just especially with golf, when you try hero betting, like it just it can go really bad. And, and if you're gonna hero bet, like listen, obviously I do first round leaders. And I throw out fucking ten first round leaders every week. You know why? Because I'll spend a hundred to two hundred dollars on that just for the fucking fun Thursday sweat. That's mm-hmm. what I know I can afford, and that's what I like to do. Like right. that, so that's how I do it. I don't bet a fucking unit on each of these goddamn first leader bets. I would no. be fucking bankrupt very quickly. Right? It's yeah. usually between. Point one and point three, right? For my unit. Somewhere between ten, thirty, and depending if it's like super short. Like I always want to win at least five to like seven hundred fifty dollars net on like a first round leader bet. And you said matchups. And so matchups for me is the same way. I bet units on those as well. Like my smallest positions are always my top tens and top twenties. I do those to maybe cover some of my outrights, unless I have a real good feeling on one or mm. One of your books posts a stupid number. Yes, um, that's true. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, that's how I go in like the weird little one-offs and shit like that. What's Moon off calling pizza bets? Like fucking 25 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, $50 yeah. there, like the Eagle round ones and stuff like that. Like just know the golf season is so fucking long. It's not 17 weeks in football where you start, where you're like, all right, I got, you know, X amount of dollars to bet. So I can bet this amount a week, right? Golf is very, very long, very, very long. And there's lots of stuff you can do. And I like to have money. Um, freed up over the weekend because we do round to round matchups. We do fire off live bets. Like we have a lot of we have a lot of units moving around during the week. So it's just a matter of like like we were talking offline. Uh, like what'd you say? Your 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 betting cards like a a mutual it's, fund. It's like a mutual fund. Like yeah. I mean, listen, I'm the son of a financial advisor, and my dad hammered in my head said it's better to have moderate, consistent gains than just volatility. And unfortunately, that's just in the fabric of my being, and that's kind of how I. Build my betting card. I want to get, like, listen, I'm going to like a lot of guys a week. 
And I construct my betting card, trying to like pick and choose, like, okay, I like you the outright. I like you in the matchup. Like I try not to get too over leveraged like across the card, but you know, I, I figure that I stand the best chance of turning a profit, even if I don't hit an outright, by getting as many shares as possible on as many guys within reason. Yeah. And then finding out, okay, how many positional props do I need to at least make money from there? How many matchups do I need to at least clear? How many do I need to, you know, make sure I cover my outrights? Yeah. And that's just what I do. And like, you know, it's, um, it's disciplined. It can be boring, but you know what's kind of sucks? If you're moving around money, if you're laying awake at night, you're wondering what the <laughs> hell is happening. Like how, I just lost five grand on a golf tournament. You're maxing out credit cards. You don't know what to tell your wife. <laughs> like, and you know, the benefit of actually not stressing about that stuff is you're going to bet better because when you're in a better mindset, you're not stressing. You're yep. more creative. Yeah. You have an open mind. You're taking a little more risks as far as like, you know, different plays and angles. Cause if you're stressing about money, you're going to play it safe in golf and you can't play it safe in golf as far as who impossible. You're impossible. No, impossible. You, can't, you can't go with a crowd. You got to find different angles. So if you're a little bit restrained on how you're, much you're betting, so you don't have to worry about it so much. Like you just betting for, I don't know, paying off your car you know, like a month or like paying a little bit on your mortgage, like whatever yep. you want to actually buy your money for, bet that way. So you're, so, so you're, so you're the pimp go total return. Yeah, basically. And, and I am the triple leveraged oil ETF that should be traded in a day and not held on to. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Because listen, I used to be, I used to be an advisor as well. And I always, my wife always used to yell at me. She's like, how come you don't just follow the advice that you give your clients? And I'm like, cause it's not fun. Right. <laughs> like, like, so, and so I approach it in a different way. You have made me more disciplined, definitely more disciplined. Like I was a fucking wild man. Like before this podcast, like I wasn't yes. tracking anything. I wasn't doing anything. Like I was just mm. fucking fired off bets. I was like, wait, how the fuck am I down X amount of dollars? What the yeah. fuck? Like uh, just a complete wild man. Mm. Um, and yeah, man, golf is, you cannot play it safe in golf. You have to take your stance. You have to realize some weeks you are going to get fucking wiped based on your shit. So you better be disciplined with your unit allocation. Yeah, it's very important to know what exactly you need to happen before the tournament so you can track it. And then if you want to add some stuff, how that's yep. going to impact it. So just to give you guys an idea, high level. So I have bet 11.3 units this week. I got 1.6 on outrights, 4.5 on matchups, and 5.2 on positionals. So we'll go through all of them. I'll tell you exactly how I did it. Um, basically, with outrights, like I said, if I win, I want to win 10 units if it hits. And then net everything else, it's about eight, eight and a half, nine units per win. Matchups and bed between about 0.8 units and one and a quarter units. Kind of depends on how I'm feeling uh, in the tournament, how confident I am. Uh, this particular tournament, I kind of scaled it back a little bit because it's going to be unpredictable with the weather. I know. So I only bet about 0.9 units per, per each. And then positionals, I'm looking to get about one to one and a half units per win. And I typically bet between 10 and 12. Usually what that means is it gives me a, a big error. There you go. A, a wide net. I don't try and bet anything with big juice. I try and start at about plus 150 and go my way up. Don't go past like three to one or so. I used to be somebody that only bet like top tens and 20s. Well, that that's the thing. Now that I've expanded yeah, top 30s and 40s. 40s. Yeah. It's a, I, I give myself a little more wider margin. Yeah, right? so would I. Yeah, exactly. So that means like some things I used to bet top 10. I moved the top 20s because, you know, yeah, those it. prices are still pretty good. And yeah, they're fine. The wire net, and some of I use about top 20, I go to top 40s. Yeah, I do. I, I yeah. fucking wish I had access to that shit. Yeah. Because I, I absolutely, right. I would absolutely change my betting style if I had access to that. I, I'm not like, I'm like, I would, I would have 
probably less on matchups than I do. And I would have more on positionals because it's such a, it's such a way to hedge if you feel like you, you have the right angle for the golfer, um, yep. to, to be able to clip it, you know? Yeah. And if you give yourself a little more room for air and you can set with your targets and then you can cover your outrights, you can gain, you know, a few units here and there it means you can keep betting. You can go on to the next week. If you accumulate over time, you can withdraw, you know, you can buy a driver, you know, buy an iron or something, you know, buy something nice to your wife, go on vacation or something. Yeah. So at 99.5% of you listen to this are probably in the exact same position as we are. You probably got nine to fives, yep. gambling for fun. You know, if you can make a little bit of coin and not get cleaned out and not have to worry about you get paid on Friday and have to pay two thirds of your book. Yeah, in. please, please, God, guys, don't be doing that shit, man. No. Please don't. No. And I get it. And I don't even say this is a joke. Like, I, gambling is, like, it can be a disease. It absolutely can be. I, I know, I know people have gotten yeah, very in deep with yeah. gambling and it, it, it sucks. It, it can eat you up. Yeah. It can eat you up. So don't, yeah. don't, don't be that guy. Yep, exactly. And and listen, like with mobile gambling now, like it's never been easy to gamble. And actually, it's good that's legalizing because, you know, what's in your account is in your account. You don't have to worry about going on credit or anything and like keeping track of that. Like, you know, just gamble within your means because and keep this fun because this is supposed to be fun. Gambling is supposed to be fun. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So, all right. Well, with that all said, why don't we talk about who we bet outright? All right. All right. Uh, and then... We'll talk about how much we bet per unit just to help you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then go from there. So, Boss Capper, you want to go first? Yeah, so uh, we touched on it yesterday. So uh, I got Brooks at a, apparently a bad number. I got him at 35. I know he opened at 40, and now I see him back up somewhere else. Um, okay. So, I don't know. I think I think I put whatever to win, like, 1100 bucks down. I didn't really know we were going to go, like, unit by unit. Um, and then, That's fine. So, maybe, we, maybe we won't do that. <laughs> so, so, DJ. So, just keep in mind, with an outright, I'm trying to win somewhere between – a G in like fifteen hundred, depending on how uh, like how how well I feel on it. Um, uh, DJ uh, forty to one. That was just a dumb number, so I bet it. I thought felt the same way about Burger thirty five to one. Um, Decky and Smith are my heavier bets at twenty eight and thirty five. Um, I'm still okay with that. I I like them both in a, in a slog type deal, like really good around the greens, can get up and down. Like they both seem like tough players to me. So I'm perfectly fine with that. And then my only long shot, which is I need like one or two more. And then I don't know, man, I just kind of feel, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the card because I just felt like the number, like I bet burger and DJ and Brooks, like I bet three guys just because I felt the number was wrong. So now I'm like, Oh fuck. Now my cards like already like filled up. Uh, but I bet the ear at fucking 225 to one because right. it, I mean, look, he played fine at Bay Hill. Right, he plays good. He plays good in windy, shitty fucking conditions. If he clubs down, he's not a fucking mess off the tee. Fucking two hundred to one with a god knows what weather weekend. Why the fuck not? Okay, all right. So I'll just recap my card again. Um, so right at the top, it I got a good number on Patrick Cantlay, twenty six to one. Uh, although I wish I think he opened it like thirty. And I hesitated and he dropped 26. Now he's like low 20s. So, uh, I mean, I've heard the case against Cantley and I totally understand it. The fact that Florida, he just doesn't play. It's going to be cold conditions that back going to, you know, uh, is that going to hold up? I think for me is I don't think this is going to be a true Florida tournament. I think this is going to be a little more like I kind of compared to like, it almost seems like this is similar conditions like Northern California in like February or March. Just cold, windy, rainy. Yeah, like you know, I've heard, like I heard shitty, shitty pebble weather. Yeah, yeah, shitty so. pebble pebble weather. Exactly, yeah. and he's been great there. Um, 
And I think this is agronomy he's comfortable with. He did well at TBC Scottsdale a couple of weeks ago. This is very similar agronomy. And I think there's a lot of ways he can just grind out a win. So I like him. Uh, so, and then I bet Hideki, 31 to 1. Uh, again, this is kind of just a plotter. I know he's a great iron player, great scrambler. Um, I, you know, he's a good track record here. Again, similar to Cantley, I think he's adaptable to a lot of different conditions, different playing styles every day. Um, so yeah, that's, I went there. Uh, Dana Berger, I think that's the one kind of regret betting. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got him at a great number of 40 to one. Yeah. Which is fantastic, but. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually going to win this thing. I like I I think there's peace. I'm worried I might have picked a house cat. Like he looks great on paper, but I don't think Berg is a house cat. Might be. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, the case for Berger is great iron player, a good scrambler. I can point to a couple tournaments where there was tough conditions. He hung tough. Um, I don't know. I, I that one would be if I'm taking one off the cards, probably that. But I just I bet it because of the number. Agreed. Agreed. Um. Say that with Brooks, I said last night a fifty to one. I don't love it as much as the market seems to love it, but I oh, said bro, he is he is Twitter is all over Brooks. I I I figured it is. Um, I mean, I that's the only Brooks exposure I have in my card. I just remember I said after the Honda to you, uh, I was going to be interested in Brooks because I felt he played pretty well with Honda. Like yeah. he got put, like he was only what like. 38th in drafting scoring, finished like T16 on the leaderboard. Yep. I'm like, you know, he played better than what that showed. Yep. And I, the number was 50 that I got yep. him at. And yeah. I'm All looking day. for a guy who can plod, hang tough, grind out pars, get birdies where you can get it on a soft golf course where I feel like the agronomy is similar to TPC Scottsdale. Yep. Fine with that. Same thing with the Jordan Spieth at 60 to one. Again, if this is just a rock fight, just chaos, it's an up and down game. You know, I think the soft fairways are going to help him because it's going to keep the ball in play a little more. It's not going to roll into the rough. Uh, he's a great scrambler, good putter. I, I don't know why he hasn't been good here, but it's 61 for Jordan Spieth when he almost won Pebble and he played really well the first two days of Riviera and then just the wheels fell off. Yeah. Like the elite forms there, guys. So yeah. I'll go with that. Um, I don't know why Russell Henley is not very good. At TBC, at TBC Sagres, because it seems like he should fit his game. He's accurate, good iron player, good scrambler. Maybe it's because he's like hasn't he's, been because he hasn't been playing as good as what he was in the past. His name's Russell Henley, that's why. Okay, well he also wasn't good at Amex either, which is strange. Just, and that, I'm that's just, like the, that's I'm just, like fuck, the, I'm just fucking with no, you. No, I know, I know. I'm like, I, I'm trying to think like, like Russell Henley conceptually in my brain should be really good here. And he, yeah. He has, I guess what I'm clinging on to is a, I got him at a good number, 120 to one. B, it is what I'm looking for: good iron player, good scrambler, and he does put well on, on overseas. C, he actually finished T14 at Amex this this year. Sure. And a surprise, maybe he's kind of figured out these peak die designs. I don't know. Uh, and then, I, and then I added one more. Um, so I was trying to find ways to get Alex Nora on my betting card, um, yeah. and I realized that I have access to an each way bet. Well, he's so, such a prick. So I have Alex Nora in hundred to one top seven each way. You need to do Henley each way. That, so that was not available at each way for me. Because yeah. even the books are like, he's not going to close, so I can't give him a top no, this, five this was unfor- <laughs> this was No, this no, no, it just this was a book that did not offer each way. Unfortunately. So, but this one did, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah, why, why, why don't we try this? I don't do each ways all that often, just because sometimes I go to that book and the prices aren't all that great, but yeah, for this one, why not? 
I, I don't even know how the odds break down. I think when I did Kirshner's, uh, fucking tap and birdie he was talking about, I was like, you so need to break this down for me. Okay. Like, so, what all right. So, what all right, so, the, case, so simple. No, no, he, he broke it down for me then because I was like, I didn't okay. understand. I, all I kept hearing was these Canadian guys, like, we were like, yeah, that's fine. I cashed the each way. I was like, what the fuck do you mean you cashed in each way? Yeah. You, you, you lost the outright, but still got money because he finished within the top five. That's a fucking perfect bet. Yep. So this is actually top seven for a fifth of the money. So that's actually pretty good. I like that. So that's so that's a total. Um, so I spent 1.6 units there uh, to win. If I, one of the hits, it's 10. So net on that is about like 8.75. It went if it hits. So. I feel like I feel like they get the point. I feel like we don't have to do the units there. Okay, all right, then we won't. Do hey, it. You can put we can just put it on the card that uh, that camera will post. You know okay. what I mean? Like we give them right. the idea, like if the okay, people and whatever man, like. <laughs> all right, so why don't we take a break and then we'll uh, keep getting at it. All right, well, listen, there are never enough things to gamble on. The one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play for free and paid games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, you build your stable, and you play against others to move up the leaderboard, and you can win as much as 25 k with one shot. If you don't know anything about the ponies, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the U.S. Get in the app, create your account, and stop building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and you can compare the stats. So go download the app at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you could pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. All right. Matchup time. Matchup. So we're going to get three matchups. Uh, I got I got more I got to talk to you about, though. Okay. I have five total, but I'll get my top three, and then we'll talk about some miscellaneous ones after okay. that. So. And then I, then I have the grossest matchup that I've ever seen in my entire life, and I just I just want to I just want to reference it. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Actually, I think I know what it is. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I've probably seen it. All right. Uh, why don't you go with your first matchup of the week? All right. So my first matchup of the week, I am going to go... Even money, coke rack over web. Okay. There is some interesting web news that's been percolating, I think. Correct. Or circulate, not circulating. Sorry, sorry, Jeff Nagel. That's yeah, the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circulating. So, circulating. So he's not really all the way back. He's still nursing this back injury. Back he, injury, yeah. Like, and I'm going to get even money for coke rack, who terrifies me with as many bunkers that are on here. But if I get even money against a golfer who I don't think is healthy, hasn't – when the hell was the last time he even fucking saw him? Sony. Sony. Yeah. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, even when – to me, this is this is just a – this is a this is a fade the injury play, and we haven't seen him. Hasn't hasn't swung a club well in how long? And yeah, give me Kokrak, man. Like, Kokrak's a grinder anyway. Like, Kokrak's a grinder to me. So, unless okay. you – but, and listen, the nice thing about with guys like Kokrak and Perez down here is Ponte Vedra Beach – like, there's not too much trouble you can get into. I mean, there is, but, like, the titty bars are all, like, far away, and, and, like, the beach bars are fine. But, yeah, I mean, I think Kokrak will be all right. Kokrak all right. Will so that's one of my honorable mention matchups. It's not that exact one, but uh, and I kinda, it's a little iffy because Russell Henley kind of sucks here, but it's Russell Henley minus 110 over Webb. Like it. And, yeah. but... I got that, and I think the news dropped, and now I looked, and it's minus one fifty. Russell Henley now. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So that I never go. Through. I never go back to look at what if you should. 
if you actually data golf, actually, you can look at the matchup strength and it'll show you how, how it goes through the week, which actually can be a good tool if you want to fade some steam. Yeah, you can see what the money's come in on. It's, 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 if, if you go to data golf, that's a very useful tool to use. So like it. All right. So that's my honorable mention one. Uh, so my first matchup is I already talked about Patrick Cantlay. I think he's going to show well this week. Uh, I understand that the course history isn't all that good. I think some things are playing in his favor this week. Um, I don't like Victor Hobble at all. Okay. I don't. I think last week was everyone's missing greens and it was kind of a crapshoot as far as what your lie was going to be off the green. It was just tough. And I think at a place like that where it's actually pretty difficult around the green conditions, uh, it's a little bit of a luck box. It kind of muted a little bit of his deficiencies, even though we saw on full display how bad they were. So Patrick Hanley's an underdog to Hovland in this matchup at minus 105. Really? And, yeah, really. And I just, I, I just, I don't think Hovland's going to be good this week. Like, I kind of feel like, like, I think he needs, like, firmer conditions, whereas ball striking kind of shine. Here it's going to be softer. It's going to be windier. I just, I don't know if this is going to be a good fit for Victor, especially because I think around the green game is just going to matter so much this week. And I just think, like, you're going to miss greens and, like, you can't be giving up bogeys like he does. So I don't like Victor this week. So I got Cantlin minus one hundred five over Hopland. I'm fine with that. I don't trust either of them. If I'm being honest, it, I, I I like Cantlin more than you this week. Oh, I know you do. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And I guess my only pause on that would be like Victor typically finds the fairways, right? Yeah, typically. Right? What's what's his? I don't know. He's been a little erratic. With the yeah, like, oh gosh. Sure. All right, whatever, whatever. It's it's fine. I know you like Cantlin this week, and you. Scorned lover from last week with with Hovland anyway, so I get it though. I, his around the green is, was very much rough to yes, watch. It was, and I, <laughs> I I just I think that's going to punish him more this week than last week. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my second matchup. I don't know. I don't think you're going to like this one after hearing. You, uh, I, I forgot you bet this guy outright. So I'm going to take Adam Scott over speed. It's only minus one twenty, um, and just. Uh, just because, like, the recent form for Scott, I mean, like we talked about, uh, he is he is clicking. He is playing really well. He's gearing up for the Masters. He has a good uh, course history here. And I trust him in shitty weather conditions as well. And Spieth, while he has been better off the tee recently, he can still get loose. And you can't get loose here and expect to do anything. And he just has such a bad course history here. And because I didn't want to bet Scott outright, I didn't want to play him in DFS because he was chalky. I think I wanted a little exposure to him. And so this is where I chose to take my stand. And out of the players Scott was bashed up against, uh, like it was weird to say, I was like, I'm not betting Scott against this guy. So, but I saw speed and I was like, okay, let me take, let me take Scott over speed minus 120. That's my second matchup. Okay. No, I, I don't hate that at all. I mean, listen, I bet Spieth outright, but I understand he's volatile. That's why I bet him outright. Right. And Correct. I usually want to fade volatile players on matchups that mm-hmm. either they're going to be really good or really bad and kind of take guys with safe floors, and Adam Scott has a pretty safe floor, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. And so you're not paying crazy amount of juice on it. I think that's no, fine. No, 120. I was like, uh, so I was perfectly fine with that. All right. So let's talk about another house cat, Rory McIlroy. <laughs> What's okay. that face? Uh, so I, I, I don't, I don't trust him in these weather conditions. Do you? I don't at all. I mean, no, no. Like I said, I think I said it last thing. Like I don't get it. He's from Northern Ireland. He should play better in the wind and the rain, right? 
They should, but, but I he's think so he's, good. He's he's good in Florida, though. But like in good conditions. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he folded last week. Yeah, no, no, I know. Oh, I know. I mean, I've seen him at Honda, like just yeah. throw his clubs in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him in kind of bad conditions over in the Open Championship. Um, or at the Masters sometimes when, or at the U.S. Open when it kind of gets a little, you know, windy and muckety muck. Like, I think everybody liked him at Pebble a couple years ago and he was not very good. Okay. It was kind of like, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. So, all right. So I think Scott Shepard's going to keep it rolling. Ooh, I like it. So he won last, so he won Scottsdale and then the next week at Riviera, he was what, top 10? Yeah. One Bay Hill last week. I think he's going to keep it rolling. Like that's another guy. I feel like is tough. That can handle oh, a lot did. of conditions. He keeps the ball in play. He's a good scrambler. He's a good putter too. I just I, I think he's going to be able to get it done. Like I consider Shuffler more of a mutter than Matt Roy McIlroy is. And Shuffler's minus one hundred five in this matchup. He's the underdog. Like it. So I like I'm ta- I, actually, I actually like that a lot. So I'm taking I'm taking that. I'm gonna write that one down. Okay. Sorry. All right. What's your third one? So we're going to talk about them all anyway, but I guess my third favorite. How about this just for, for acute transitions? How about speaking of throwing clubs into the water? Uh, okay. Matt Jones lost his ever loving fucking mind on Saturday and threw his putter into the water. And did you see the scene, Steve? Did you see it? I, I saw the video. Yes. Did you see the just immediate? Oh, fuck. I can't believe that putter went into the water. I might have missed that. It's like you can see his body language. He did a double take, like, fuck. but he couldn't like really acknowledge that he didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Matt Jones, good and win, good and brain, whatever. I was on him earlier. He wasn't very good in win last. He week. He was not very good in win last week. But you know who was good in win last week, Steve? Who's that? Come on, who was good? In, who's paired up with Matt Jones? Same level of golfer. The Keegan. No, fuck no. The ear, man. I'm taking oh, Herbert. Oh, Herbert, okay. <laughs> I'm taking Herbert. Fucking give me the the better younger Australian who I actually have faith in. Uh, yeah, give me Herbert. He, look, I mean, he grinded, dude. He had two good rounds over the weekend. I think he was only – he was minus no, one he or did. two. Yeah, and those were shitty conditions. So if we're going to get shitty conditions again, yeah, give me that guy. The guy who's not losing his mind and throwing shit into the water and immediately regretting it and having to putt with a goddamn 60 wedge for the rest of the fucking game. You know, you might be something on with Herbert. Cause like you remember that final round of Bermuda, it yep. was rainy, windy, windy. like oh. that's going to be kind of similar conditions. What we're going to see at least on Thursday, maybe Friday too. Like, yeah, yeah I, I definitely can buy that. So I typically like, like for the outrights, just to go back to the outrights for a second, typically like, I'm 201 off for like 10 bucks on it, but 25 bucks on this time. Let's see what happens. Let's, let's right. see. Let's just okay. see. All right, a little quarter unit. There you go. All right, so my last matchup is I understand Matthew Fitzpatrick is pretty popular in DFS, but listen, I think he's playing great. I have a lot of respect for his game, and I think if the weather conditions are going to be really, truly as bad as what they say, like I think he's going to be fine in these. So he's probably been minus 120 over Sergio, who – so last couple of turns he's actually been playing pretty – he's been getting by with his putter. I know. Last two tournaments. It's weird. And think about all like the times that like Sergio's been in kind of like big spots and big events. He just always seems like he's been coming short. Like getting yeah. cut in majors, getting cut in players. Like I also see like I think Sergio's kind of at the point where like that's not that he doesn't care, but like 
Like, I think he's just going to, like, check out a little more. And with these kind of really bad weather conditions, I see him kind of just getting frustrated and just saying, like, all right, screw it. He was into it last year. He was he was in the mix, too. Like, I think yeah, I, those, those were much better conditions than what we're in. You're right. You're right. You're right. But, I like, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like all, I don't know about, I don't feel like the checking out's right. Like, I don't know. Like, these guys are all just fucking just uber competitive for the most part. All right. Well, then, all right. Maybe, maybe better words. I think he's going to be really, he's very volatile. And I think oh, there's yeah. a very good chance in these conditions that it just he ejects goes, early. He goes awful on Thursday. <laughs> he's just done. And he, and he says, wait, what's the weather forecast for Friday? That's fine. I'm going to go back to yeah. uh, doing what I want to do. Wait, yeah, exactly. wait. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, we're not playing their second round. So, Saturday. Saturday? Drop our wins. I'm just going to, yeah, going. I was, I was supposed to be in, uh, the Galapagos on, uh, on Monday. So, fuck it. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I could see it going really wrong for Sergio. Like we look on the end of Thursday. He's like T122 or something. Yeah. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. All right. So I got the attach minus 120 over in a matchup. I, I like Perfectly that. fine. All right. Perfectly anything fine. else you got? All right. So I actually have, I have three more. I have one that I haven't bet that I wanted to talk to you about first, but I have two other that I want to bet. And the gro- I want you, to, I want to talk about the grossest matchup I've ever fucking seen, like okay. literally ever. Right. G- guess it. See if see if it's the right one. I think I know. I think I know. But let's go with the other ones first. All right. So the other ones. So Ram over Mori. I'm going to take a stand. I think I am. I'm considering football betting Ram still. Perfect. For an outright? For an outright, they're 14 to 1. It's tough conditions. He's got good course history here. He seems to have brought his temper in check a little bit. I still don't love his body language over the last couple times. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm actually going to do the outright bet on him, but. Can I, I mean, can I play devil's advocate here? Of course. Of course. What if you take a chance and see if the number comes down during the tournament? Yeah, and that's probably what I'll end up doing. Um, especially if the weather's gonna be fucking insane. But yeah. the problem is, is like the number didn't even really drop that much when he was like fucking. What was he? Eight shots back, and like they were still hanging him at like twenty eight to one. Like that's better than fourteen. I mean, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I get. It. But yeah, but what happens if he starts hot? And then we, what? Now I'm fucking three to one, and I'm never gonna touch it. You know I mean, that is what it is. That's why you bet. That's why then you. That's why you bet our stuff. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, and so it, it, I'm going against Morikawa just because. Uh, <laughs> We know why. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, listen. I definitely target that every week, right? Listen, I I target Sobel's pick every week. I do it. I don't give a shit. It's profitable. I don't give up. <laughs> um, um, and not only that, like this seems like a course that should fit well for him, but it really hasn't, right? Like, like it doesn't seem like he plays Florida all that well, other than what was was concession that he won. One concession. That's what I said. Other than concession, I just said other than concession. Okay. Which plays which played completely different. It's a, definitely a different I think golf. It's okay if they hill one year. I don't know, whatever. And, and it's just so much steam on him. Like, there's just so much steam. Like, yeah. So PGA Tour came out with their extra picks. I think four out of six pit Morikawa. Yeah. I'm that, go that, that means he's, that means he's not winning in a tournament that anybody can eject. And I get like that. That's the thing I think I even said it to Jeff last night. Like, like Morikawa can use his driver as he doesn't have to club down. He is so fucking accurate with that goddamn thing. Like he doesn't have to club down. He can give himself an advantage on uh, some of these holes where some other guys are clubbing down. But I think Andy brought it up uh, on his like he's never gone back to back weeks with like good putting. And the last the last time he played, he had uh, a good putting performance. So okay, what if I give you another option? Okay, what because I've seen Rom paired up with JT in matches. Why don't you? Go oh, I would that? fucking love that. I didn't have that. You don't have that? Okay. No, I don't have that. I would fucking smoke that. See, I, that one I like better. 
than Morikawa. Yeah, that's I, just, I, I think you're playing a dangerous game anytime you A, fade Morikawa, B, try and say he doesn't fit a certain golf course. I think yeah. he can play any single anywhere. golf course in America. I know. He just won the fucking game. He hit your irons that I know. good. He can play I know. anywhere. I, dude, I still remember getting off of fucking Morikawa because that one fucking asshole fucking put the, put the report out on Twitter that he didn't like the way the irons were hitting off the ground or some bullshit. Yeah, I, I think I even mentioned oh, the, the Open Championship. Oh my god. He actually was... went on no laying up and actually talked oh. about that. Did you hear that episode? So basically what happened was he got to the Scottish Open and said like, yo, I, I don't like this. I think my clubs are off. And so the Taylor made guys kind of rolled their eyes. So they actually went in the truck. And they fixed his clubs, and then he did the same swing. He's like, all right, I'm good. Literally, it's the club's fault. Meanwhile, I get the headline, Morikawa doesn't like the way his irons feel in fucking yeah. England. Yeah, and what they didn't report was, oh, they just changed his irons, fixed it. and yeah. he's fixed. Yeah, exactly. Fucking yeah. garbage. And then, uh, so this one, this is the one I haven't bet yet. Decky over DJ. I, I, lo- I, like I thought you liked DJ this week. I like DJ because the number is fucking stupid, and like it, it's just dumb not to bet DJ at that number. It's just dumb okay. not to bet him at that number. The, the skill, like the, it's it's just stupid not to bet him. I like I like Decky a lot more. I was on him last week. I have had a tendency to be a week early, like you were last year, this week so far. Oh, not this week, but this year so far. Um, and I like the way Decky sets up for this. He he was first round leader when they shut it down for COVID. Uh, if it's gonna be a slog and an I like an iron and shitty weather, like I feel like Decky is a tougher golfer than DJ. I just do. Okay. And, I mean, that's. I, I mean, it's narrow. I don't know about that. DJ's. There's a lot of like plotting tournaments that DJ. I guess I just really don't trust. We talked about it though. I don't know about that putting man. Like it is strange how bad. Like. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. All right. If you got a vibe off DJ, it's fine. Yeah, and then I, I'm taking I'm taking Cage Lee uh, over over Grio. Fucking Grio. When is Grio going to stop being a thing? I don't know. I mean, what, as soon as he stop stops showing well in fantasy national databases. So he's so bad. Cage Lee, Mr. TPC, Ovagrio, let's fucking go. Minus 105, too, by the way. Minus 105. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I already mentioned my honor mention, Henley over Webster. So the only other one I have is actually a guy that you are picking in a matchup. Oh, okay. Uh, I, obviously, I like Alex Noren a lot this week. I think yep. he's going to show really well. Uh, he's minus 110 over Jason Kokrak. And this I'm is another fine. guy who I feel. Oh, yeah, I know you don't like that. But no, no, I'm, no, I'm fine with that. Okay, the, yeah, this is another. Kokrak is a guy I feel like is really volatile. He can go oh, either yeah. way. Oh, yeah. And he hasn't, he hasn't hit his irons a whole lot, all that great lately. And he's always really a bad scrambler too. Like I just feel like this is another guy that it could just go really, really, really poorly. And I don't see Kokrak as kind of a plotter either. I don't know. So I don't know. I feel like he can get around. I don't know. Maybe we just hold different opinions on him. So, anyways, he's my, I just, he's my favorite Texan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I just really like Alex Norton a lot this week. I like the price. I think he's going to be Kokrak and Leeward. So, those are my five. Uh, like if you want to turn a profit, hit three of those. You're That's in the it. money. That's it. I like it. All right. Why don't we take a break and we'll start getting down to positional props? All right. Listen, did you guys know that browsing online and using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without the added security, you might as well give all the way. Give away all of your private data. The hack is advertises your ISP and other private guys. That's why I use IPVanish, VP, the VPN, to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the Internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the Internet, encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Looking at you, Putin. 
Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually visible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, even fire sticks when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. And IPVanish is offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. So, IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash S-G-P. All right. This is your prop time. So here is my conundrum this week. I just want to note that after the long ad read, you are going first, and I appreciate oh, it. You're so. welcome, sir. Well, I'm about to make you unhappy. So. Okay, great. <laughs> so I've I've said a lot of this week. I think this golf course will be really unpredictable. I think the weather is going to throw a monkey wrench into things. Yeah. And I looked at the top ten pricing, and I just I didn't like really a lot what I saw. Okay. So what I and just I I, I so I ended up just taking. Usually I do like two or three top tens, two or three top twenties. I am just doing six top twenties this week. Took a little less, you know, I paid a little more for it, but I feel comfortable with the range. I think I got a group of guys that I think can finish in the top 20 this week and because I'm, they're hitting my target units anyways. So that's what I'm going to do. So no top tens for me, for me. Why don't you go with your top tens? I have, I have one and then you can just roll through your six. I, I, I took burger at plus 250 because like you said, I don't think he's a house cat, but I might be wrong. Hmm. <laughs> so I have him. Uh, I, I liked him outright because of his price and because he just played so well, obviously, uh, before choking it away. He's a Florida guy. He played at FSU. He knows how to play these Florida golf courses, which are a different fucking animal. Um, yeah. So That is a good point, by the way. Like, he went to Florida State. That's northern Florida. So he should be acclimated with, like, some of these like damp, cool, it's, it, like yeah, it's it's the other side. It's the other side, so it is yeah, a little still, different. Like I like I know that like no laying up did a video series in Tallahassee, and they went out and it was cold and yeah, damp. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's it still can get that way. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I like that was the only one I liked at plus two fifty because like you and I get no dead heat with that. So uh, like you, I looked at those and I was like, mm, thank you know. Thank you. Yeah. It's moving right along. So why don't you run through your fucking six? Because I only have three. Okay. So I said I liked Xander Shoffley a lot this week. Well, not a lot. I think I have. I think the better way to put it is I have a good feeling about him. I think that this, even though he doesn't have a very good track record in Florida, first he just doesn't play it all that often. Second, it's kind of the same logic I use with Cantlay. I don't think this is going to be a typical Florida golf course week like this is setting up like a northern california pebble week or a european week and like you know i mean we don't even have the same agronomy it's northern strains of grass it's gonna be cold windy you know it's gonna rain and i just feel like in this type of tournament that it's gonna be a little tougher i think being in march and having the fairways be a little Softer, maybe that allows Xander to actually use driver a little more because when Xander has a driver in his hands, it's actually a weapon. And I think he's going to have a good finish this week. So I got Xander plus 150 for a top 20. Uh, I love Hideki this week. I think, you know, I think he's got a high floor. I found a top 20 on him at plus 170. 
Took that too. Stealing. Um, Cam Smith, I didn't bet him outright, but you made great points about him. If this is going to be a mutter, tough, grind, plotting contest, I think that's exactly the type of guy I'm looking for. And if you want to go for a really stupid narrative. So oh. if I think this thing's going to be a Monday finish, well, he played great the last time we had a Monday finish at Liberty National with the Northern Trust. He that's had to all sit I around need. That's all, all I need. That's all I need. Nine <laughs> inches of rain. And by the way, they had sub air at those systems or at that golf course. And while it got into playable conditions, those greens are still pillow soft. Like, I think and he lives, he lives fucking five minutes away and he does live five minutes away. It's practically a home game for him. So top, top 20 on him plus 175. Um, I really like Shane Lowry a lot this week. I mean, like, I feel like I owe it to like after the close call at the Honda, he's playing great. Like I didn't, I wasn't going to go with him, but. I don't understand why I would just be needlessly contrarian by leaving him off my car. And I like him. Like, everything that I said about him at the Honda applies here. Like, penal golf courses, positional golf, you know, grinding out pars, tough guys. Like, you know, and I think, like, he really should have won the Honda, but it was bad luck. I don't even really blame him for what happened. Seth Straka won it. and I mean, he, he did rush his shot because it was raining. And he they was took, like, no, because they, they told him he had to go. It didn't matter. Yeah, that, that, like, they oh, waited that what long. happened? Yeah, they waited as long as possible, and the PGA Tour guy's like, you have to go. Ah. Yeah, yeah. so that's okay. what happened. Yeah, okay. That, that, okay. It, was, okay. it was bad luck what happened. Okay. No, so, I know it was bad luck, but it just seemed like he didn't want to be in the rain, which I found strange. I, I, th- I think I think he was annoyed at what happened. <laughs> so regardless, <laughs> not 20 for plus 225 on him. Yeah, fuck that's yeah. That's fine. Oh. Um, I'm just going to. Well, I'm not going to keep going the Billy Horsel train. I'm going to join the Billy Horsel train, which probably means that train is going to end this week. But I, I'm convinced. I'm sold. I think he's mm-hmm. been great off the tee. Like whatever adjustments he's done there, it's done well. Like, like, like there was a lot of time. I saw a lot of times of Billy tee shot, quick pickup at the tee, right in the middle of the fairway all week at Bay Hill. Yep. And I think he did the same thing again this week. The iron play has been really good. It's actually now at a range that he's comfortable in. That's another guy who I feel like he can up, get up and down from everywhere. Plus 250 on him for a top 20. And then I know Louis Usui is technically under curse, but you know what? If he finishes top 20, I think that's fine. Actually, I think these are like, like mutter conditions for him is going to be good. I think that's going to benefit him a little bit. Top 20 plus 260 on him. Andy, Andy hit a shit ton of birdies, uh, fucking, uh, at Bale. Yeah, at the Honda. Like, it, like, he probably should have finished like top 20 of that event. He just hit like two water balls and took like, what? He was like plus six on hole 17 Saturday yeah. and Sunday. Like, whatever, man. Like, that's golf. Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah. So that's total about three units allocated on both. And then we'll talk about the break even point once we're done, uh, with positional props. So why don't we take another break and then we'll finish that up. Well, you don't want mine? Oh, I'm sorry. Top God, 20. Okay. God damn. Well, rush the head a little bit. Now you don't get him, Steve. Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm actually with you on Lowry. I didn't get his good number, but I don't have dead heat. I got him at two to one, uh, top 20 for everything that you just fucking said. Like, should have won, right? Like, I think, uh, I don't know. I, was, I don't know. I don't know who I was listening to. It could have been PJ Radio Tour, I think, uh, on Sirius, um, that they had the, him and Sepp Straka had the same exact club speed on that drive and Lowry's went 40 yards shorter because of the fucking rain. Yeah. Yeah. It's so unfortunate. What happened? I, Seth I mean, literally teed off the perfect time. I mean, it was, I, when I heard that, I was like, Ooh, that's yeah. like that. Sucks. So I'm on, I'm on you with him. Uh, and then I'm on Gooch. I got Gooch at plus two fifty. He's playing really well. Um, I don't have him uh, on outrights, any matchups, um, debating on DFS though. I want some Gooch, man. 
Uh, you know, I just think I, I think he can fit this course good. He's a grinder, can't putt worth the fucking shit. But guess what? Team no putt wins here all the fucking time. So I'm fine with that. Um, and then uh, I'm listen. The ear came through for me last week at four to one. Why not go back again four to one fucking with the ear, man? Four to one, the ear, shitty conditions. Got him out right. Might as well take him for a top twenty. Let's go. Okay. All right. Now can we take a break? Now we can take a break. All right. Let's take a break. All right. Well, listen, uh, PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Match Madness is around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. That sounds like an NCAA violation. Uh, you can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself, like Gil from Jersey, who purchased a Murray State Championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to 1, while the sports books are only offering 150 to 1. So now is the time to go find those Cinderella's while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Get two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. Uh, PropSwap is thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry up and download the free PropSwap app today. They got fantastic features like filtered listed tickets for the best value, don't run all the big sales and red hot tickets are up, and a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into bonus cash. And of course, a first deposit match when you use promo code SGP and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. So, Join the real sports bettors over on PropSwap. It's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. You want me to go over the first round leader lean first, and then you can go over uh, yep. who he picks? Yep. All right. So the trend held last year. So going back all the way to 2013, uh, there have been 19 guys who have at least had a shared lead or had it solo. Uh, 16 of them started on 10. Only three started on one. I think probably the rationale there is it's actually pretty – you can get out to a really good start on 10. You got the drivable par uh, four, number 12. Yep. That, you know, that's birdie hole. You got a couple par fives on the back, too. They're pretty reachable. I think the par fives on the back are a little easier than the ones on the front. Like, hole number nine is kind of a – that's an awkward par five. It you got, is. Like, yeah, it's a double true. dog leg. You got water to the right there. Like, I've seen guys kind of screw that up. But I think you get to a good start on uh, – on uh, on 10, maybe if we're going off in the morning too, you catch, you know, before it's the raucous crowd on 17 in the morning, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you can go through it's a little bit quieter, calmer conditions, not quite yep. as nerve-wracking. So, yeah, maybe that's the reason why 16 of 19 guys started on hole 10 uh, for your first round leader. As far as, like, AMP and splits, there hasn't really been a big trend there, but I think with the weather too, with this, like, there might be delays. I, I'm not going to worry about the PMAM splits like it kind of is with this this point. I'm I'm just focusing on guys just start start off on ten. So yep, who you got this week? All right, so there's only two guys who I took that aren't going off on ten, and it's Mr. TPC Gage Lee, and that's a hundred to one. So I'm taking that, and I can never not have Munez on my card because if he hits and he's not on my card. I will not be fucking happy. So whatever. He's yeah. also 100 to 1. Everybody else is going off on the back. Uh, everybody else is going off on the back. So I got, uh, I got Cam Smith at 35, Decky at 33. And it's funny. So I have more favorites on this first round leader than I typically do. And as I was betting it, I realized it. I mean, whatever. That's laid. That's played. So it's just, it's just strange for me not to have like the longer shots, but I mean, it worked out for me last week with Rory too. So. Um, so Rom at 25, what do you think about answer this week? 
this seems like this should be a perfect course for him, yeah? I mean, he had, he's been great. He hits a lot of fairways, but, like, where's the trash? Hey, she's bad. He's been bad. <laughs> I mean, he is scrambling a little. No, actually, that's the wrong line. No, he's scrambling like trash lately. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, doesn't stroke around the green. The iron yeah. play has just been kind of meh. I don't know. Whatever. Answer 66 to 1. Uh, I got Lowry at 50 to 1. Uh, 55 to 1, rather. <laughs> Not 55th, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, I got your boy Norin at 80 to 1. Uh, Gooch at 50, and I'm going all in on the year this week. Another 100 to 1 the year going off of the back nine. I don't like the late tee time. Based on, like, kind of what the weather forecast looks like, I like guys in the morning a little better just just because. Like, Yeah, but there's a delay. But if there's like, a delay, exactly. It's going to screw it all up anyway. Right, so. Exactly. Yeah. But those, those, those are the first round of events. All right. Why don't I go over just the rest of my card? I only got top 40s. Um, the rest of my card, I got five of those. Yeah. Um, so first guy I want to talk about where uh, – Hold on, where's my betting card? There it is. Uh-oh. So your boy, Keegan Bradley, top 40, plus 195. That's fucking beautiful. Good iron player, pretty good around the greens, good course history here, can grind it out. One of those, you know, team no-putt guys, almost two to one on that. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's beautiful. Um, now, Mito Pereira, I know he's the darling of uh, the golf Twitter sphere, but I also feel like he's got a lot of tools in his arsenal. Good iron player. Decent around the greens, you know, okay putter. You know, he's been his track record on the overseeded surface has been all right so far. Doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys either. I feel like that's going to work pretty well this week. Top ten plus two ten on him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with my narrative that Cameron Tringali is just an every other tournament guy. Okay. And I still like the fact that like the only thing that worked uh, last week at Bay Hill was his irons. Yep. You know, he's usually a pretty good scrambler. He puts really well in the overseas. We talked about some golf courses that have had this overseas services like TBC, uh, San Antonio, Innisbrook. He had success there last year. I think he's just going to bounce back this week. And, uh, you know, on, you know, I've seen him do really good on some tough weather conditions as well. Golf courses like at the Zozo and, uh, the Houston Open, the, the Laro as well. I think he's going to be fine this week, and I think top 40 with plus 260 is a reasonable expectation for him. Same thing with Sebastian Munoz. Like, that's another guy who's having a little trouble with his putters, but he's you know, but he's scrambling well lately. He's in his yep. irons great. You know, he's been okay here, but I think, like, I think he's a guy who might be a little bit of a mutter, too, just because he can kind of grind it out and get it done. Uh, plus 260 for a top 40 in him. And then Lance Damn. Griffin. Plus 260? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, DeSantis. Legalize this shit, you prick. <laughs> And then Lanto Griffin was plus 262. I didn't really understand that. I think this is mispriced. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's mispriced. A, again, another guy. I don't, think I, get that, I don't even think I get that on, on a top fucking 20 for him. Yeah, I think that was mispriced. But I like, I think even like close to two to one, I would take him too. Like, good iron player, decent history here, good scrambler, good putter on the overseas too. Like, again, like another guy that I've seen plot around on kind of these difficult conditions, like in bad weather. Like, I think he finished T10 at the Zozo back in the fall. Like, that gives me confidence that he can kind of get it done at this type of tournament too. So, all in, those are 11 matchups. And kind of what I told you, like, I like to set reasonable expectations. In order to make money, based on how I allocate the units, I only need four of them to hit. Now, obviously, dead heat can screw that up, but, like, I'm not going to worry about it. Like it, I can't. It is what it is. So, and I also noticed too that like as I've kind of scaled back by going more top 20, top 40s, where I would go top 10, top 20, I haven't been getting dead heated as much. So I think just because like, you know, you're a little bit more conservative, you have a little bit more of a window to play with that eliminates the dead heat a little bit. And I price shop too. So like that helps by getting good prices where if it is chopped up a little bit, not quite as bad. So yeah. Oh, um, Lanto top 20s. 
five to one. There you go. So yeah, that's about even. That's about reasonable then. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's I think you should bet that. It's a good price. Literally writing it down right now. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, eleven positionals, only four needs to hit in order to make money. Yep. All right. Um, so I got. I have. <laughs> I'm digging my heels in on the on the curse. I got miscut Morikawa three to one. Fuck it. Don't put a lot of money on that. Throw like 20, 25 bucks on that or whatever your unit size allocation is. Like whatever. It's like a gift. Um, that, that's a fun one, right? Like that's just a, that's a cutesy one. And last week, dude, fuck it. Hit first round Eagle. I know Steve says it's going to play softer, but if we're playing lift killing in place, all I need is 16. 16 is so eagleable for some of these guys, depending on where the pit position is going to be on 16. Give me Rom at six to one and Cam Smith at seven to one to make an Eagle in round one. Okay. All right. That's all I need. Have all fun I need with is it, buddy. 16. Yeah, all I need this, is 16. This is, this is supposed to be fun. Have fun with it. <laughs> Thanks, bud. And then, uh, and then, so, top Swede, your boy, Norin, minus 120? I think that's a really popular prop this week. That's the only thing that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't have line, a good track right? record with this top Swede. Not no, I don't. I'm terrible. It means Norlander is going to win the fucking tournament. <laughs> as, you know, as long as Alex Norin finishes, you know, for my each way, that's fine. And beats Co-Crack on the leaderboard. He can do that. Good. I think expensive you. And then what do you think about, I, I, so, uh, Top Scott, Party Marty, uh, over Knox. See, Knox is, that's another guy who's like one of those team no-putt guys. Like, I know Laird is doing pretty well. But yeah, like, man, I don't, tr- I don't trust Russell Knox father that I could throw him. And he's a little dude. I could probably throw him a little bit. <laughs> you're, you're a little dude. He can probably throw you a little bit. No, dude, listen, I'm stout. That kid's a fucking toothpick. <laughs> Okay. All right. You want to do one and done? Mm. Not really, because listen, if I fuck this week up, you think I don't pay attention now? Like I might not even put a pick in anymore. So that's you, so yeah. that's the thing. You cannot duff this week. No. Third place gets one point three million. That's more than what like they get at a last week. Term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not last week. I think we I got know, like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I think no. The second place is two million bucks. First place is three. You have to kind of nail it. So I had just going Rom. I burnt Rom already. I know you burnt Rom. I was gonna make sure, and you did. I, I made sure you already used Rom. So you yeah, yeah. Well, cheat. it's not. It's not. It's not. I wasn't cheating. Fucking did cheat Tom, last year. I did not mean to cheat because Tommy fucking was used some fucking pigeon system. Fucking old school numbers like yeah. The numbers that hit are the racetrack from horse seven on the race. What four. are you talking about? Like, I don't know, man. You remember <laughs> you, how you, you? I think you got lost somewhere and like. I did, little, but you remember how you used to make a joke and you just got horribly lost. No, no. So you remember how they used to do like the numbers back in the day before the lottery, right? Yeah. They would say like race three from Aqueduct. Fucking, mm-hmm. those are the numbers, right? But that's how we were tracking one of them last year. There was we no were doing it over email. That's yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Terrible. So now we're automated, so you can't yeah, cheat. Yeah, so I can't, so I know who I fucking used. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, so basically, I'm using ROM, like, yeah, I only is gonna win, but like, top five potential would be like an $800,000, $1 million payday for me. Like, I just, last you year, I, last year I had Xander and he missed the cut. I don't wanna do that again. Yeah. So, I don't have ROM in an outright. Maybe this is my way of getting action on him with this. No. Yeah, Rom one and done. I'm just gonna burn it this week. I like it. Uh, as if I had Rom, I would use them. I'm going back and forth between Smith and Decky. Okay. I think I'm gonna end up going Smith. 
Oh, I, got, I got a funny feeling about it. I can see him holding the glass trophy at the end of the day. I can't do. Okay. Nobody's talking about him. He's so yeah. good. He's so good around the greens. The only thing you got to worry about is you go to the fucking water. And there's so much water on this course. That's the only there, thing to start. There, there is. <laughs> there's so much there water. There's a lot of water. But I know, track, he play, I know he record. plays here all the time. I know his he track record here is not all that great. I think his T17 last year was the best finish. But I also contended, as I was explaining to Jeff Nagel in an email after uh, the century, I think he's a better player now. I think yeah, he's become he a really more complete player. Like now that he hits his irons really good, so, he's got a little better control off the tee. Like now he's like gaining strokes, and yeah, I think he's one of these like like his his relative skill set chart now kind of looks like a lot of these elite guys. He, yeah. he might be coming. I, yeah. I I like I like Smith a lot this week, so I'm, I'm taking Cam Smith. Okay, all right, perfect. Got anything else? That's it, homie. You? Uh, no, that's it. Well, we uh, wrap the show, and uh, good luck with all your bets. You too, sir. All right, well, listen, you know where to find Steve, sportsgamepodcast.com. Go click on his articles, read them, share them, and uh, give us a follow on Slack. Come in there and, uh, and meet the boys, man. It's not just us. There's a ton of guys in there, um, sharp dudes, kicking shit around. Uh, it is a good time. Uh, and then you know where to find me, Boston underscore Capper on Twitter and uh, yeah, go leave us a rate and review. Um, you guys have any questions and things like that? Hit us up on Slack, leave a review, and uh, you know we'll we'll answer it for you. And don't forget about the contest. Uh, go follow Golf Gambling Pod uh, on Twitter, and uh, we're giving away a polo for uh, the uh, the winner and the score. If you get the winner and the first round leader right, uh, you get a G as well. So yeah, no, no, no. all right. Oh, yeah, that's no. it. I, that's it. No, it's if you get the winner. Yep. And then the first round leader is the tiebreaker. You get a polo. Right. Correct. But if you get them both. No. Winner, first round leader, and winning score all oh, yeah. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you get a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. You left out the score. Sorry. I thought that was implied. That's the <laughs> They could go look at the post that they would know. The, anyway, listen, it's the players' week. It's going to be shitty weather, but we're going to grind through. And we're going to make some fucking money. We're going to break them fucking books. And I'll be out there on Sunday, so if anybody's out there, tweet at me. Uh, let me know. Uh, I'll buy you a beer, have a drink, and uh, yeah, man, uh, we'll meet up and uh, chit-chat. Bye-bye.